0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Augie of the Blago Blabber podcast. I'd like to welcome everyone to yet another episode. Um, exciting times ahead for the basketball fans, specifically NBA college basketball fans, because the NBA draft is Thursday uh, night. Today, I have Yusuf with me once again. Um, thank, I'd like to thank him for stopping by yet again, um, taking time out of his busy schedule to come and we're going to do a little bit of a mock draft today. He's going to give his lottery, I'm going to give mine, and then we're going to basically give our five steals of the draft or guys um, who we think could be sleepers. Um, Basically, after we give our 14 guys in the lottery, we'll talk about maybe four or five of them, why we have them going there, and, you know, we'll go from there. So, Yusuf, once again, thank you for coming by, my man. Appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Aggie. again, uh... It's like a ritual now, like a tradition. We, absolutely. we get together, you know, we do the... I mean, we always talking draft, like... Oh, absolutely. Throughout, throughout the year and talking about prospects and stuff like that and college ball. But it's always this time of year.
0: Absolutely. A week leading
1: up to the draft, two days or whatever. And we'll always, you know, find a way to get together for at least half hour, even an hour, just to chop it up, do a mock and, and exactly. go from there. Yeah, Excellent. usually we're... Yeah, usually we're, like... We're pretty aligned on some stuff, and then there's the players that like I'm crazy high on and you're crazy high on, Right. and we won't understand it. And then maybe later down the line we'll be like, oh yeah, remember that thing you said? Hey, remember when Love you that? said that
0: guy was pretty good? I think you're right. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So, uh, you know, you won't see. I might, I might not see it in in your guys. You might not see it in my guys right now, but we'll see how you know how it is in the NBA. You know, some guys could completely flop. Believe me, I have like I have the infinity stones of all the of all the players I used to believe in that uh that became like just burnouts in the NBA, you know? And guys that I thought were like, "Oh, this guy's not he's not bad." Became like really good and then now I got to like do revisionist history and be like, "Oh yeah, I totally supported that guy from the jump. That was my guy from, you know, from the beginning."
0: Right. So, it's okay. At least we can't lose our jobs like some GMs. So
1: Oh okay. my god, bro. Like some of these guys go from like front office to like, they're writing for like basketballnews.com now. And it's yeah. like, you know, there's, there's like out of all the teams in the NBA, like you, you can't get one job.
0: Yeah. That's what happens when you uh, have a bad hey. draft.
1: Hey, I think for coaches, I think Fizdo might be there soon. So we'll see.
0: Fiz <laughs> <laughs> the great. We'll
1: grate. see. Oh, Fiz, man. Long live Fiz.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you wanna start with your uh picks, you can go ahead. Uh, like oh. I said, Yusuf is gonna give his fourteen, maybe talk about some of them, his five sleepers, or guys who can be pretty good in the in the you know, later first round, second round, and then you know, we'll kinda of discuss and yeah, we'll go from there. So you can go ahead, Yusuf, if you wanna start with the number one pick.
1: All right, no worries. Uh with the number one pick in the twenty twenty two NBA draft the orlando magic select jabari smith okay and i'll give you uh a minute here or a couple seconds to you know either chime in or tell me this is eh, this is good what you expected maybe not what you expected but
0: i like that like the pick yeah i like that because mo bamba is a free agent uh i think Wendell carter jr and him in the starting lineup i i don't know that really makes any sense um i think jabari parker's my favorite, and probably probably the best prospect in my opinion in this draft. Yeah. And there's Jonathan Isaac. We don't know what's going on with him. They have plenty of guards. Like they have Cole Anthony and um, Suggs. So Fultz, yeah. going with um, going with a bigger guy isn't an issue here. Look in like in terms of small forwards there's no one in the top 4 or 5 that you're probably going to reach for number 1 there like AJ Griffin AJ Griffin you're not going to take number 1 so Jabari Par- or Jabari Smith I really like the pick I really like that pick yeah
1: yeah no for sure I I've seen a lot of good things from this kid and he seems to kind of have it all on both ends I don't know if the ceiling is that high so we'll see but I I got faith in this kid's potential I think he'll be good So do I I I, the, I, I get richard lewis vibes from this kid like kind of like a modern day mm-hmm. you know richard lewis and he was a sneaky what 610 as well yeah so you know it kind of goes hand in hand in here you know with being able to stretch the floor and i think it's just if you were to drop richard lewis in today's nba i think that's what you get
0: Jeez, yeah so, absolutely yeah. and he would make a lot more money in today's nba as well although he made quite a bit <laughs> hey, of money he, he, yo, he, made.
1: Made, he, yo, he made money too yeah he probably absolutely just made double <laughs> absolutely absolutely
0: yeah. And I like this uh, – uh, for me, it's the um, – he can play both both sides of the ball. Like, def- like he's a good defender, and he's a guy who can, you know, lob, thread, and offensively can do some things. So th- that's exactly why I had him going number one as well. Actually, I gave away my pick, but yeah.
1: Yeah, no worries, man. No, I, I think he's a, a good number one option. That's something that they just – they really, really need. So Absolutely. M- moving on to the second pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the OKC Thunder Select – chet holmgren i think mean, that was a uh, kind of a no-brainer there i felt like okay i don't know my order is may not be everyone's order but i feel like that's that's probably the best pick uh with where we're at but um yeah thoughts on thoughts on this are you guys like the the lightest team in the nba yeah literally <laughs> like him
0: and Pop- and pokoshevsky is like are like the same build
1: Literally, they're just dragging the, the, the team weighted average down. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? But hey, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, with like with Victor Wembanyama coming next year, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And guys like, you know, even Gobert, like when he when he got drafted, you know, he was pretty thin, maybe not this thin, but mm-hmm. you know, with uh, NBA strength and conditioning training, I think he'll, he'll I actually walk think that's a, a really good
0: comparison. I think people forget how thin mm-hmm. Gobert really was,
1: and. And he and it wasn't like he just he was he didn't just drop out of the sky yeah. from France uh, as a, a defensive player of the year and like you know what I mean like this uh, defensive anchor that could that could you know kind of uh, protect the rim and everything so it's like people forget that they got to go back and really watch like a little bit of what he was in the beginning mm-hmm. I feel like obviously Chet is a bit more mobile he can obviously handle the ball he can probably yep. pass better and and do all that stuff but um, yeah it's been a while since we've seen this like pro i guess remember how we always used to say like yo this is kind of the kind of guy we used to create in 2k yeah when we were kids yeah like super like like the max height yeah super super thin and uh yeah i can like dribble shoot pass or whatever um one thing i like about Chet is like yo he seems fearless like i don't know something about him that just seems like he's not afraid of anything he has a cockiness to him
0: too that i actually like like when they ask them a few weeks ago like who's the best player in the nba he's like in two months it's gonna be me like yeah. that's cool. that's maybe a bit too much but i don't mind that
1: yeah you know what if i feel like he's probably had some doubters his whole life even though he's been that good it's just he's always probably gonna hear that little bit in the back of his in the back of his head about like you know i'm so you know like physically i won't be able to handle it mm-hmm. like, and at every level right they probably told him that at high school college mm-hmm. nba so he's probably a even though been you know like a top player he's probably had a little chip on his shoulder and he's coming into the NBA with that so uh good fit good fit here with this team um I'm not sure what OKC is doing with what 2 12 and all the young players uh, yeah. and, and SGA so Yeah and then we'll 15 see. picks we'll...
0: next year and then 30 of the year after that yeah
1: Yeah and apparently they might be moving up in this year's draft so They
0: got to do something man I can't yeah. believe that they're thinking about moving up
1: Honestly, they gotta figure something out. Like, they they can't they can't not consolidate. Like, you gotta go and take all your picks and like try to consolidate it for the number one pick this year, next year, and the year after.
0: Only thing I could think of is (laughs) have they put SGA on the market, and that's why they want to move up. So you know they take Holmgren, and then maybe they go for a guard later on who can kind of replace SGA. Like that's the only thing I could think of because it doesn't make sense. Like you have a Chet who's gonna start, then you have you have your backboard of Giddy and SGA. And you have probably Dort, but you can move him to the bench if you get a better player. And small forward depends who they have. I mean, I guess you can draft someone as well, but you don't have to move up to draft someone. You can, their next pick is what? Um, Twelve. Twelve. 12. Like two, yeah. Could, two you and You can get a good three and D guy there.
1: Yeah. No. Absolutely. If they, if they really wanted three and D, they, they there's options. Exactly. And if and if they wanted to trade back, even they could get more picks and you know keep absolutely. stockpiling and absolutely. I I really think they're just gonna keep swinging. Like at twelve, they're gonna probably take another home run swing at like somebody that we didn't think they
0: would take. I can Uh, see that.
1: But and that's just that's just their mantra, right?
0: That's just OKC. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, with the third pick in the twenty twenty two NBA draft, Houston Rockets select. I mean, this is a slam dunk here, Paolo Banchero or Bancaro. So, yeah, I mean. It's weird because it's like this is this is kind of where I guess the Knicks were in uh, what was it, 2019? Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, Zion, Ja, RJ, like the fit was there, obviously, the need was there. You're getting the best player on the board, so it's like you know, the top three picks are kind of an open shut case. This is kind of where the draft officially starts with maybe the most the weirdest front office (laughs) and and a pivotal point in the draft where it's like, do they take Jaden Ivey who doesn't want to go there or, and so forth. But back to Paulo for a bit. um, I was hearing something about how he was 6'10", 250 in like high school. Like, I don't know, maybe grade 10, grade 11. And because the Seattle area is so like, the, the, the guys that have made it to the NBA come back and actually talk yeah. to the youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guys who are coming up, they they, they, they have a close bond. Mm-hmm. And the guys like Nate Robinson, Spencer Hawes, and uh, Jamal Crawford and them were like, you're good, but you will not make it to the NBA being a 6'10, 250 back to the basket uh, player work anymore. It, it just doesn't work anymore. And not only that, like, you're going to get skilled out. You know, like you have a good skill set for today, but if you're not building on it and developing, you know, your handle, your shot, your playmaking, um, your scoring, and all these things, and your defense—I mean, which that's that's another story for this kid—but he developed all that. You know, between I think they said it was in the pandemic that this guy was just going hard in the gym, working out, working on all those things that were out of his comfort zone to make him better, Mm -hmm. and. Honestly, I, I want to say he's like a, a modern day Blake, but Blake really only got drafted, you know, not so long ago. Yeah. But um, I feel like he's like a a refined Blake Griffin kind of, just without that explosive athleticism. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, you know, he's still an athlete. I just not at that Blake <laughs> rookie year type level. And um, yeah, I think he brings a lot to the table. I, I want to see him. Perhaps be a little bit more committed on defense. Mm-hmm. I feel like that Duke team, outside of like more Keels and Williams, like I don't think Griffin and Boncaro got like they didn't. Get, no, no one really knocked them for I not being that. the yeah. better or yeah. b- being better defenders because they had that help on the perimeter and at the rim. Absolutely. so That's one thing I'm a little bit worried about with this pick, him, Jalen. They'll be a fun team right will run gun score mm-hmm. play up tempo and fast and all that but uh i don't know we'll we'll, we'll see we'll see about that defense we'll see if we'll yeah. Silas uh cooks up for us yeah. um right now my 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 cursor is hovering over trade the pick okay <laughs> and this okay. It, it's it's what i want to do but i'm not going to do it just cuz i feel like let's not get crazy here and in my opinion, you know, this could go so many ways, right? So the fourth pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the Sacramento Kings select Keegan Murray. Okay. And the reason I have Keegan Murray going number four is I think in today's day and age of sports, when a player says he explicitly does not want to go to a team, sometimes it doesn't mean that player is going to last forever on the board, but mm-hmm. it does probably mean that at first spot that they don't want to go to, uh, the team might just pass and go for a better fit. I could be very wrong here, and I you know I really hope that they do, they do trade this pick to the Knicks because you know <laughs> for selfish reasons I want Ivy uh, on my team, but okay, uh, yeah I think I think uh, Keegan Murray like he seems to be like a very polished uh player he did spend some time um you know in college so you know he's not gonna be one of those guys that just comes to the nba and you know still needs to you know fix a few things i think he comes up pretty polished pretty ready to go um again you can argue and debate whether or not a guy that spent that much time in 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 college uh i don't know was he was he a senior or i think he was a A junior or something junior yeah and um you know, usually these spots are reserved for, like, your 19-year-old, your barely 19-year-old. He's a sophomore. Oh, he's a sophomore? sophomore. Okay. 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 Not, not not too bad. Maybe Italy. That's
0: still, honestly, it's like he's a senior if you don't go after your freshman year, so.
1: Literally. Literally, you know. And it's funny because Ivy was a sophomore, too, but nobody really talks about that, yep. right? So, I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe his early birthday or something. I have no idea. But, yeah, some guys get that knock, right? Like, they get yep. that um they get painted with that brush about like, oh, this guy's old or whatever. So, um, yeah, I think he fits in well uh, with this team. I don't know what their future plans are with Harrison Barnes. I think he's probably a trade candidate. Mm-hmm. He's uh, expiring, so I think they. Look I think to absolutely. Ready. I don't
0: think. I don't think he starts the season with them. Yeah. And if and, he does, he's not going to last until.
1: <laughs> no, the, the Like December trade deadline.
0: trade deadline. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, I think he fits in well with. Um, that team, that lineup, uh, you know, I'm not sure what the backcourt might look like exactly as far as who's starting. I don't know if it's going to be, like, Davion, Fox, and then, say, like, Keegan, Zabonis, and uh, Holmes. Or if that's going to look a little bit different, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I think
0: I think if Barnes stays there at the start of the season, I think he's going to... Like, I mean, he, he's starting, obviously, but right. right. maybe Keegan... I don't know. Like Davion Mitchell was one of my favorite players in last year's draft. I don't know how much they like him, like as a starter right now. Although it's a really messed up situation. Like Sacramento is a dumpster fire, and they've been that way for a long time now. But I, I don't. I just don't know how much they they really like him. He's he's small. Like for a shooting guard, he's like six two, like he's tiny, right? And I love him because yeah, yeah. he's a defensive menace. But like I don't know. I I think even though they drafted him last year, I think if they got like a nice trade that they would part ways with him to make room for someone else.
1: No, for sure. And <clears throat> did, did you feel like maybe they did the wrong trade and it, it traded Haliburton instead of Fox? Like, do, were you on that side of yes. the argument? Yeah. Okay. Say I'm on the same. Yeah. Because, because
0: sorry. how often does a guy come out and say, listen, I want to play here because I want the team to be better.
1: Yeah. Whereas literally.
0: Fox was in press conferences saying, man, I don't know about our team. It seems like we're getting out coached every night. Or something along the lines of that i'm paraphrasing and i have no issues Dude. with that like i have no issues with that either when it's this bad for this long like i have no issues with what he said but it seems like he's the kind of guy that wants out and even after he left for indiana he's like man i thought it was a part of like the project there
1: yeah he right? was devastated that so, yeah i think i think if any like it, it kind of took us all by shock because it was like absolutely fox is staring you right in the face right and I'm not even sure money-wise if that would have worked like even on a one-for-one mm-hmm. but there's no way you wanted to move buddy heels contract that bad yeah you know and Tristan Thompson that bad they, yeah. that did not make any sense so glad we got that out of the way hopefully they carry some of that uh, stupidity into this year's draft, yeah. <laughs> and either pick the dumbest like either they take the dumbest pick or make the dumbest pick or they trade with uh <laughs> with somebody And get fleeced, but but we'll see. Yeah. yeah. So, moving on to the fifth pick in the 2022 NBA Draft. As much as I don't want to do this, uh, the Detroit Pistons select Jaden Ivey. (laughs) So, I couldn't keep this guy on the board that much longer. I kind of regretted my my Keegan Murray pick a little bit there, thinking, nah, maybe I should have just taken Ivey and figured it out, but... I Kind of wanted to go best player available, best fit, and mm-hmm. and see where that goes. Uh, goes without saying about Jaden Ivey. I think it's funny because a lot of people were talking about him like he's John Morant. They're like, oh, think of John Morant in Russell Westbrook's body, and I'm like, okay, so Russell Westbrook. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, literally. Like they, it's like people forgot what, what Russell Westbrook was when yeah. he first got you know to the NBA. Gra- I mean, granted, this kid's not like the playmaker that you know either. Of those guys might have been in there either early years or prime. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think the athleticism is there. I think the, you know, the willingness to just, I don't know. I, like, I hate using cliches, but, you know, this guy's got that dog in him, man. Yeah. Like, he, he's really, like, uh, like high-motor, high-energy kid. I
0: see a lot of so, John in him, man. It's like yeah, the same player.
1: It really is. It's just, I think if he had, like, that playmaking – he didn't have the bad, he didn't have a bad team, right? Like yeah, yeah, and and I'll talk about this like later on a bit. But like someone like a Johnny Davis, for example, who, when I looked at his assist numbers, I was like, well, he didn't play with good players. Yeah, and the percentages that they shot on those passes that he made were abysmal. Mm-hmm. And whereas, you know, Jaden Ivey, he had he had decent teammates. I'm pretty sure like their team wasn't that bad. And... Well,
0: they were they were number one for, like, a week, and then they were top yeah. five for almost a long time.
1: Exactly, and, and they underperformed last year and this year as a team, uh, so the program, you know, does need a little bit of help. But in the season, I mean, like, you still mm-hmm. had decent players there. So um, I guess, yeah, again, with this pick, uh, the thought process is just to team up him, Cade. You've got two guys that can, you know, flourish, I think, with or without the ball. And um, I don't know what else is going on there. I think they're going to have to figure out something with um, Isaiah Stewart. Yeah. Um, if, if, if that's not what they want to do uh, long-term or keep him long-term. Uh, I know they're in the market for a big, maybe Mitch, uh, Mitchell Robinson. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then there's maybe trading Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, then they got you know some pieces uh, around that. So Killian Hayes, obviously uh, you know world round basketball player, uh, extraordinaire from France, and <laughs> uh, Sadiq and Sadiq Bey. So not not bad, not bad. Uh, I think in the you know they'll uh, slowly put this thing together, and you know to have say a Jaden Ivey and a Kate Cunningham, we'll, we'll see what that looks like. Uh, I think it'll be good, but but we'll see.
0: So. I have some Jaden Ivey stuff here. So uh, he's 59% at the basket and half court, which is outstanding. 46% in the pick and roll, which is really good. Uh, Almost six free throw attempts, Uh, 47% free throw rate, which is crazy. 75% at the free throw line. Okay. Uh, Seven games of nine plus attempts at at the free throw line. Um, Great progress on his three point shot up 10% from his freshman season. Um, 43.6% in the. First twenty-one games, and he dipped to about twenty-six percent in his last fifteen. So,
1: yeah, no, he's he's he is again. Um, he he, I think he'll be a really good player. Uh, he's got good
0: size too. Is, oh, for, for yeah, six four is for a guard. Plus, yeah. you have Cade. Right. He's like six seven, six six, whatever. So
1: yeah, like just I think those guys just you know can cause some havoc, and I don't really mind Dwayne Casey as the you know, their coach for their early years and he'll I think we'll he'll see get now right. because there's
0: expectations on the team. I think this season they're yeah, still very true. young, but they're gonna their next step is gonna be at least get into the play in.
1: Yeah, I think that's a that's a decent goal for this year even and I, I I can't knock that because I feel like you that's where you should wanna be, especially having two back to back top five picks top Honestly five that should be
0: everyone's target. Like you you, you should want to finish in the top 10 in the conference whatever it is nine yeah come on
1: no no for sure for sure and i think that's probably where they'll want to go i'd give them a little bit of rope and be like okay we can push that goal out to even another year as we develop and just put no you know kind of real pressure on these guys i mean Mm -hmm. it's not a big market so it's not like the media is just raining down on them with questions and criticism and stuff like that they can kind of fly by and get another top seven eight pick next year and no one would even be like oh is this is a disaster can kade really win here can yeah no they'll, they'll be like hey listen he's in a small market whatever let him do his thing mm-hmm. so we'll see i i think they'll be patient um only because um weaver is like from okc and they, they've been just taking things super slow yeah so so we'll see uh, where they go with that um, yeah, with the 6th pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the Indiana Pacers select Shaden Sharp. Okay. Mr. Mystery Man over here. Yeah. Uh not That's probably the much, best way of putting it. Honestly, he's the international man of mystery. They got a uh on fanspo.com, they got a they got him in a, a Kentucky sh- uh, jersey and shorts. Yeah. Never seen this guy suit up. Yeah. I think he only put his warm up on. Uh, just an interesting kid, man. Like yeah. all his highlights are from high school. All dunks. And, all dunks. Yeah. Just him, just jumping out the gym. Yeah. Uh, he was a bit of a, I think a later, a, a bit of a late bloomer, and I mm-hmm. would not say that because some of these guys are ranked when they're like ten or twelve. And this guy, like, he had to leave Canada. To go to the states and kind of get some of that recognition, and then he, once he kind of got some of that recognition, I think he just shot up the rankings and became like number one, um, relatively quick. Mm-hmm. And I guess because of some academic issues, he couldn't uh, play for Kentucky or, or any program for that matter, because he had to have finished uh, his high school uh, courses and have and have graduated by I think it was June or maybe a set number of days before mm-hmm. the, th- yeah, the school think, year starts yeah, or something like yeah. that. And yeah, he didn't, re- he didn't meet those requirements, so he just, I guess, uh, pushed that out to December and then joined the team in January. Then there was all this talk about whether he'll be eligible, whether he'll even declare, whether he'll come back. You know, and Calipari was like, oh yeah, he'll definitely come back to yeah." I remember him year. saying that. Yeah, yeah so, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, I don't know what to make of this kid. I know that when they measured him and i think he had a crazy vertical you know he pretty pretty damn good um wingspan from what i can remember um he does have that you know
0: i think his vertical is like in the 40s i think it's like 41 or something i don't yeah, have it written down like but it that. was something like 40 41 yeah he's crazy something yeah. like
1: that just it was again and it actually even looks crazier on tape because like when you watch him jump you're like wow yeah
0: you right? see like, that he has a high vertical like there's some guys who make it look effortless you're like, yeah. What's this guy got like 32 and it's like 42. He's yeah, like, like, you can, you can see that he's afraid. Yeah. And, he,
1: and he, like, he'll have like a putback dunk and like his head is like at the rim. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, like, and he did it just like no, kind of no effort. It felt like, you know, no running start even just, just jump it off two feet. And that's where he's at, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, yeah, like he, he, I get the vibe from this kid that he's like one of those like young, really good, really athletic players that didn't really get taught all the good thing or the good habits i guess uh of basketball because maybe they weren't either important to him or maybe nobody taught him but kind of like in an Aunt edwards kind of way mm-hmm. like Aunt edwards was like they said oh his motor is kind of like kind of up and down depending yeah. on how he's feeling like when he gets the ball he just perks up and just like you see him just play with a higher motor." yeah i think they
0: question like his love of the game or something like that yeah and I think he said something in an interview where he's like oh like whatever what you honestly you can't tell now because he looks like he really wants it
1: <laughs> there you go so i that's why i, I give a little a, a little bit of a pause to some of these kids cuz you know they're they're you know 18 19 20 21 and you know they might not have some of that you know media training and understanding of like the game at a professional level cuz mm-hmm. you're going up against grown men right like yeah man when you when you get hit with that screen from you know <laughs> joel Embiid, for example yeah and you absolutely hit the ground and you're like and jalen greed said that right like he said that on the bill simmons podcast he said like my i think he said his welcome to the nba moment was like he uh he like literally flew off of joel Embiid on a screen and like hit the ground <laughs> and he was like i that's when i knew i have to hit the hit the weights no matter yeah. what because you got to fight through that no matter what it's gonna hurt but you know at least you won't you'll stay on your feet
0: exactly so
1: um yeah i, I get a lot of ant edwards with this kid it's, it's funny because he's like he doesn't talk like he doesn't really mm-hmm. talk yeah, nice. yeah. Aunt edwards won't shut up so <laughs> i and i see some of that effortless game between the two of them just young uh bouncy able to get a bucket like kind of whenever however they want and yeah there is some mystery and, and even with that draft we didn't know who was going to go number one and uh, looking back at it like i mean you would probably take lamelo 1 but you wouldn't be mad taking Ant 2 cuz yeah. i think he's 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 got it so yeah shading sharp mystery box here i don't know what's going to happen with him but indiana takes a swing and uh yeah we uh we move so uh another tr- another pick I, i'd like to trade but we'll we'll keep it as is with the 7th pick in the 2022 <laughs> nba draft the Portland Blazers or Portland Trailblazers select AJ Griffin. Okay. So my rationale or thought process here is I think AJ Griffin, barring those injuries that he sustained from high school and college, would be probably a top top three, four pick. Like I think Sacramento at four would probably have to make a really, really tough decision as far as who they'd want between the two, uh, given what Ivy said about them. Mm-hmm. It's probably an easy, clear-cut pick that they, they, they take uh, Griffin. But, uh, yeah, Griffin, he, he has some crazy shooting numbers. I think he shot 45% from three. Yep. He's got a really interesting, uh, like, like his his stance when he shoots is very wide. It's like yeah, it's J- very it's unorthodox. Like Jaren, yeah, it's like Jaren Jackson kind of like when Jaren Jackson yeah, yeah. Would shoot, and it's like that wide stance, yeah. and then he kind of goes up. But it works, you know. And this kid is is built like a, a brick shit house. Like he's 6'6", 222, or two twenty five, just absolute beast. This kid um, jumps out the gym. I think his athleticism took a bit of a step back with those injuries. Injuries, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, I've heard that, you know, in high school he was just an absolute dog. Just, you know, from, like, people knew about this guy from, like, when he was, like, 12. Yeah. Or, like, 13 or something. And um, with that, you know, I I think he didn't get, like, a featured role on that Duke team. But I felt like as the season went along, he got to show more of his... Skill set and what he's good at, and yeah, I think all things considered, I think if his medicals um are clear and everything checks out, this could be a really good pick uh for Portland because I think he could probably come in and make an impact. And I think,
0: like in terms of potential, sorry to cut you off, um, in terms of potential, if he could just get a little better, better defensively, he can be a real three and D threat.
1: And yes, that, that, and that goes back to, you know, kind of what I was saying earlier about Paulo is like, they had the help. So I felt like they kind of, mm-hmm. they took a step back in that area. Whereas like, if they were the two best defenders on the team, they probably would have done more yep. defensively and then suffered on the offensive end by exerting that much energy. And so. you know
0: what, honestly, like if, even if they got beat, they had Mark Williams, right? Like Duke center, you exactly. just swat shots, right?
1: Yeah, and that guy was, like, a real defensive anchor yeah, and, like, absolutely alter any kind of shot. So, yeah. hey, you know, maybe a part of A.J. Griffin was telling him, like, hey, you know, like, you know that mentality of, like, you know, you have been hurt in the past, you have maybe a injury history of some sort, and you don't want to take, you don't want to push your body to its limit where you might aggravate something, injure something yeah. again, and you're, you're so close to getting drafted. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like the maybe the worst thing, you know, like in, NFL, you know, like in college football, like when you get injured in a bowl game, yeah. you go from like clear cut, like Jalen Smith, remember Jalen Smith, like, uh, uh, Notre Dame with the Cowboys,
0: yes, yes, yes,
1: yes. So he was gonna be like unanimous, like a number one pick, absolutely tears his knee apart on like a like a blown play, like a just a blown whistle, whatever. You can't
0: take a risk on him,
1: dude. I swear to God he tore everything in that knee tore everything in that knee the cowboys might have taken him in the second round yeah you know and he lost that on quite a bit of money you yeah know? so you know what i mean i can i can maybe see that you know he was playing through some of those mental uh struggles as yeah. far as you know not wanting to get hurt but
0: well, it's for sure i meant it's for sure a mental block because you're already mm-hmm. like the entire season he was he was a top 10 pick like I mean, there's a lot of guys here that were, like, up and down in the draft. He's, like, one of the guys who was... He probably started as, like, a number number three or four pick in the draft, like, projected-wise. And he's still up there. But, like, a lot oh, yeah. of these guys weren't, right? So he had a lot and, to lose.
1: Yeah, and I think him and someone like a Dyson Daniels, for example, mm-hmm. could kind of fit everywhere. Yeah. You know? And, and I say that because, like, one guy, AJ Griffin, is, like, a big... Wing shooter, um, and an athlete, Dyson Daniels, a wing ball handler who could be like a connector, glue guy, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak, and then plays defense as well. So it's like every team needs that, you can never not have enough of that, I feel like. And you know, it's funny because when we're both kind of lacked, they complement, I guess, each other. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean? If you were to, you know, <laughs> you know, you know. Blend them together merge them together you get this crazy prospect yeah. uh that does it all but that's neither uh here or there uh so yeah with the eighth pick in the 2022 nba draft the new orleans pelicans select benedict mathurin from montreal quebec and the university of arizona and and we and we know Adam Silver is going to say it that way. He loves yeah. to <laughs> he loves to uh, shine a little bit of light on uh, any kind of international prospect. Uh, yeah, Benedict Matherin, six uh, six, bouncy. Uh, I think he he's a sophomore, right? He was a sophomore. He yes, came back for his was, second yeah. year uh, with Arizona, and yeah, yep, this, this guy is again a crazy athletic. Uh, you know plays he's, he's another guy that plays with like that same kind of motor that ivy kind of plays with yep. it feels like on offense because it, it didn't look like he ever took a break um you know like he he was never kind of like that guy with his hands kind of just his hands down like he was always yeah. either like i don't know how many clips i saw of him like doing that he'll be at the corner kind of ready for like that corner three and then boom he just beelines to the basket and yeah and Baseline cut, lob, you know? And I, and I feel like you get rewarded for always moving on offense. And if you don't have the ball in your hands and you're just moving, cutting, you know, um, trying to get open or trying to, you know, just get into the flow of your to your team's offense and just make things easier for whoever has the ball or your point guard, uh, good things happen. And I think he, he, he was able to reap the rewards uh, of that. Um, it's funny cause the more I watched of him, the more I, I watched, uh, Christian Coloco and, and Dale and Terry, mm-hmm. cause I didn't know, I, cause I didn't know who they were before the year started. Right. I only only really got to know more about them now, but, um, yeah, I think, I think he'll be a really good fit, um, on this team. You could probably just put him at the two and, or sorry, at the two or the three, um, that's kind of where I think he'll, he'll flourish. You know, I think CJ could play some one and two, right? Because you're you're good with the ball in his hands. Their point guard options are not that great. I don't think they're going to keep... I'm forgetting his name. Graham. Is it Devontae Graham? Right, right. Devontae Graham, yeah. Yes, yes, Devontae Graham. So I I don't think they're going to keep him. Something tells me they want to maybe move him in some form or fashion. I don't think it's a good contract. And... uh, maybe I don't, get help I don't, in other know. areas I don't know if
0: I don't know if Matherin starts over um, Murphy? no um, my guy Herb Jones that's true too that's true too I think... I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna start next season he's so good defensively and he started knocked down a three mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not sure that this kid would get it over him so he'd mm-hmm. probably have to come off the bench unless you move CJ to point guard and you mm-hmm. start him and then you go with Herb Jones and then you know the rest
1: and then yeah, who knows? But then you know Ingram's there, so it's like
0: oh, and then they're getting Zion yeah, back Ingram, for five games. Zion,
1: so. and oh my God, yeah, like, there's just so many, uh, so many players, so many players there to to figure out. You know, they still got Kyra Lewis. They got yeah, so many other people. Trey Murphy. Uh, so they're building out a really good team, and I think even with all things considered, they were uh, a playoff team. Right? Yeah, like they, absolutely, they and they to gave the a play run. Yeah. You know, and 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 I feel like with what they have and what Benedict Mathurin could add, it's like that's just another player on the wing that you've gotta worry about with Brandon Ingram's scoring ability, Zion's everything. Like you have to worry about everything about about Zion more or less. Uh and CJ being able to be kind he's I thought that was a terrible
0: trade. I I thought that was a terrible trade and it's worked out really well for them.
1: You know what's funny about that trade? Portland, uh, the GM, was it uh, Neil uh, Neil O'Shea? Neil, oh, I forget his name. Neil something. Anyways, uh, apparently he didn't make the Dame pick, but he got hired the year Dame got drafted. Okay, and He got hired at a point where all the research, all the draft, scouting, all that had already been done. Mm-hmm. The workouts, the interviews. The previous GM or whoever was all in on David.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that was never his pick, even though he got the credit for it. Okay. His real first pick was CJ. Okay. So that's why he was very quick to extend him, sign him to that big contract. Interesting. And to keep him for as long as he did. Of course. Because he said, this is my like, yeah. this is my." Play, and you're going to milk my... it for whatever you can, especially exactly. if it works out. And most GMs, or most people with common sense would be like, listen... You didn't make a bad pick, but you can make the team better by getting rid of this redundancy, this similarity that you have with this backcourt, where it's like two guys, a bit undersized, don't really play defense. They score, they handle the ball, they do Mm -hmm. all these things, and when one of the other is like either hurt, it's like there you go. Well, now you're down, you know what I mean, like a starting position on your backcourt, and I think that takes a a big blow to uh, to your team. So. Yeah, apparently he was very reluctant to trade him. And it wasn't until he was gone that they actually traded him. So uh, at least he was true to his word. But, yeah, I could see him playing some de facto one in New Orleans. Uh, They could throw out some pretty interesting lineups there. And I think it'll it'll go a long way for them. So we'll see. Yeah. I like that pick. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think this is a decent pick. Uh, Some would say he probably... Fell a bit going eighth, but we'll see. Um, so the ninth pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Jalen Duran, okay, center out of Memphis. Uh, world, no world renowned program there, run by uh, one Penny Hardaway, Penny Hardaway, yeah, of course. Uh, this guy was again, I think he probably. I think either him or Dyson Daniels are maybe the youngest players, right, in this draft. Could be Dyson. I
0: think Dyson's still like eighteen or something. Yeah, something he's like that. He's very young. Like,
1: and I think I think Jalen might might have just turned nineteen, like recently, if, mm-hmm. if anything. Uh, but he's like a grown ass man. Just you know, when you think 6'10", 250, you know what I mean. Uh, he kind of runs up the court and yep. is uh lob you know, threat block. Yeah. Lob Energy. threat blocking shots, you know, rim runner and uh you know, rim protector. I think those are those, that's more of what he's probably going to be doing in the beginning of his, uh you know, his tenure in the NBA. I think he can hit that, that 10 to 15 range, 10 to, 10 to 15 foot range jump shot. Like that mid range is kind of where he'll be able to, maybe show us a few things where he can uh, develop and uh, what better place to do that than, than San Antonio, right? Mm-hmm. Where they've uh, they are, they're, they got, what, Jacoperto on one more year.
0: Yeah, and he's they, I, they can... I wouldn't be surprised if they traded him as well. I'm surprised he lasted the year, to tell you the truth, with them as well. That,
1: that is very accurate. It's very and, good defensively. Yeah, I think with him being on um, an expiring deal, I think they're going to want to dangle him in front of other teams and... I've heard that you're aiming for a big here, and I don't know between him and Mark Williams. I like Mark Williams more. Surprisingly, I just think that this kid's got like that higher. Um, he can he's get, got up, higher get up, get yeah. up and
0: down. I think a little bit better than Mark.
1: Yeah, I think he's just a bit of a more you know fluid athlete. I think he can uh, he can do some things, and yeah, I think who knows we'll we'll see some we'll see something out of him with. Uh, you know, running pick and rolls with uh with DeJounte Murray. Uh, and they've got some options there that they gotta f- figure out as far as their young players. So like Keldon Johnson, Lonnie mm-hmm. Walker, uh to name a few. I think they they still got Doug McDermott. Primo. Primo
0: They traded uh, uh Derek White. Which I'm mean, yes someone had to get traded. I think they have True. three really good guards. And they have Vassell as well, right?
1: Yeah, Vassal. Yeah, Vassal's another another so, really good player. So, yeah, I think the future's shaping out a bit there, and uh, Pop will kind of see it all the way till you know maybe they're maybe like a in or playoff team again, and we'll see where that goes. But uh, I think he's probably soon gonna hang it up and pass the reins I think to so either too. Uh, you know uh, was it Will Hardy or. Um, yeah, pro- pro- I'm thinking either Will Hardy or so- someone out there that was probably part of his former tree. Uh, for we sure. know Ime d- e- 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 is you know, already in Boston, probably yeah. going to get extended, so probably not him. But, yeah, again, I think this is a really good fit for, uh, for San Antonio. And, yeah, who knows me? He'll probably be one of those guys that starts right away. Yeah. So, cool. Uh, moving on to the 10th pick. We have the Washington Wizards. So, with the 10th pick in the 2022 NBA draft, Washington Wizards select Dyson Daniels. He is your 6'6 six, six point guard. Uh, but think of point guard in the sense of like an Alex Caruso, you know, but like more of a wing creator mm-hmm. and ball handler. He gives playmaker. me a bit
0: of Ben Simmons vibes. Maybe that's because, just smaller obviously, but yeah. like he's from Australia as well, right?
1: Yeah. And and I think even with that, just, you know, he's going to be one of those guys that, like, you're going to want to see him on the court. You're going to want to play him. And you have some of that versatility where not only on defense can he perhaps guard one to three for sure, Mm -hmm. but can probably play one, two, and three, you know, in the NBA as well. Um, I'm a little worried of him playing. The one or even having the ball in his hands as much but i think he's worked on a lot in his stint with the g-league Knights. so i think he's uh he's fine-tuned a few things there but of course you know nothing um nothing prepares you like the nba so i think you know he'll have his moments and obviously he's not going to be starting or anything but i think he'll be they'll ease him along and bring him into the fold with probably beal having a lot more uh block handling duties than to, to, to kind of get him acclimated to uh,
0: his role, if Beale like is still there. Do. Yeah, you're right. And that, again, <laughs> that's, if,
1: that's if Beale is still that's if Beale is there at all. Who knows if he uh, turns down generational wealth on top of the generational wealth he's already accumulated. So uh, but yeah, you're right. That's very contingent on um, whether or not Bradley Beal stays. And yeah, I think he again, he's a blue guy. He's like a connector. And I think with some of the things that he can do defensively the jump shots coming along the three-point shots coming along uh it started off a bit rough yeah i was just gonna
0: say it was it was a huge weakness but he's progressively gotten better
1: exactly i think the last i don't know how many games maybe the last five games of the ignite uh the season with the ignite he might have been shooting like i don't know 35 percent from three and up Mm -hmm. so that was pretty pretty good sign of uh improvement there so Now, of course, the pick that we've all been waiting for. Oh, boy, here we go. (laughs) Birdman hand rub. Uh, With the 11th pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the New York Knicks run to the podium (laughs) to select Johnny Davis. (laughs) Uh, Man, what can I say about Johnny Davis, man? 6'5", 190-something. His frame is kind of like Devin Booker. I don't want to say he is Devin Booker uh, mm-hmm. cuz there's only one Devin Booker, but when I look at how this guy operates in the mid-range, his his motor is he's another guy. His motor is insane. And not just his motor overall, but like especially defensively. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen this guy try and like just blow up maybe every screen and stay with the defender and do whatever he can to get his hands on the ball to make it tougher uh you know whoever's in front of him to alter every shot and he just doesn't quit man like yeah. I, I seen him he's got he's at some plays where like you know he could he could he could probably tighten his hand a little bit better but yeah i seen one play where he kind of like turned the ball over he ran back and absolutely blocked the <laughs> shit out of the uh out of the guy with the ball and um it just wasn't what I was expecting. Like I was just watching some clips, and then he loses the ball, and then he just absolutely chased down, block somebody, and it was like a big. So it wasn't like like he blocked a point guard. Or yeah. yeah. It was like he he blocked a big. Um, I think he might have averaged the most rebounds in his conference, not by not not for a shooting guard, just period.
0: Yeah. Eight point two.
1: Yeah, like he led his conference in rebounding. Like this guy tries hard. Um, he again operates really well out of the mid range. I think he's a capable passer and playmaker. He just needs the opportunity and to be playing with obviously better talent. Uh, I think he really did the most this year, trying and exerting his energy on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Cause you know he ended up getting an ankle injury, and then you know his numbers took a bit of a dive. Uh, his three point numbers were not the greatest, obviously, but I have faith that he will that would be the one thing that he works on that he uh, turns around really quickly, and yeah, I think with this fit here with you know uh, perennial Hall of Famers and All Star uh, All Stars like uh, Obi Toppin, oh, quickly and R.J. Verado. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think he'll fit really well. Uh, whether or not he starts is yet to be seen. We don't know what moves they're gonna make. Chances are they might not even make this pick or next year's pick or the year after (laughs) uh, if they really want Ivy. So we'll see how that goes. But this is the one pick that I actually, actually, actually don't mind happening. Mm -hmm. I I like Johnny Davis. I think he could be a really good fit here and plays, again, really good defense. Thibodeau would love that. And I think he fits in well with everyone else. Three
0: things I really like about him. Um, Uses his left hand very well. Which is his offhand. Yes. Eighty percent at the free throw line, six point three attempts, which is huge. And the the thing that I like the most about him against the top twenty five teams, twenty five and a half points a game, nine rebounds, two assists, forty percent from three and fifty four percent from twos.
1: Yeah. So again, like this guy runs. drives, gets to the rim.
0: And like you know. said, he plays both sides of the ball. Yeah. So this and isn't it, some guy who's a pile on, on defense. Nope. To quote uh, Patrick Beverley.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's not a clone at all. Clone, uh, yeah. All. Yeah, he's he's honestly like he tries so hard, and it's not like he's a try hard that like it, like is falling on his face. Like he's actually really good on both sides, and yeah, like to your point, his finishing ability. Like I've seen him finish with literally both hands. Yeah. Like and it, it's layups, it's ducks, very important. It's you name it, and yeah, I think he's a bit. He's a sneaky athlete. He played a little bit of football. Yeah, he's not the
0: greatest, but he's it's possible.
1: Yeah, and and who knows what he's not showing us? Exactly. Right, because he had to shoulder so much at Wisconsin that maybe. And Wisconsin, for like
0: people who don't know, Wisconsin is like (laughs) a team that scores forty-five points a game, and they hold the opponents to like forty-two.
1: Yes, and they're also Also notorious for like they don't really recruit like the best of the best, and even when they do. Like I think I heard a story about how they redshirted a five star prospect. There you go. You know what I mean? And told him, <laughs> yo, like even when you're ready, you're gonna come off the bench kind of thing. So yeah. Uh Johnny Davis to the Knicks, I think is a good fit. Good player. Uh one of my one of my favorite players this year, and I think he'll probably be available there, and hopefully not at fourteen for the Cavs, because I think if, if he if he could go anywhere and be the best fit, it'd be Cleveland. I think he'd be yeah. really good in Cleveland. Yeah. But hopefully he doesn't go uh moving right along with the 12th pick in the 2022 NBA draft the OKC Thunder select Ujman Jiang okay for the New Zealand Breakers and from France um I kind of hinted at this pick earlier by saying that with their next pick they would take somebody that's a bit of a home run swing and mm-hmm. just aim for the it would make sense yeah it makes perfect sense. Yeah, this is that Sam Presti type of pick. Just in this kid's oozing potential. Um, you know.
0: By the way, do you think he comes over right away?
1: Uh I've heard. I've I've heard something that speaks to that. I think he is going to come over. Okay. Um, I don't know where he fits in this team. I know he. I don't think I, they know I, where
0: a lot of guys fit in this team.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, and I think. With like Bazley and Giddy and SGA and uh, Chet and Pokusevski, uh, Dort. So many guys. Uh, Trey, Trey Mann, uh, mm-hmm. Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Like, how are you gonna find minutes? Yep. Not just minutes for these guys to play. Minutes for these guys to develop. Like, who's gonna go to the G League? Who's gonna be on the team? Who's gonna yep. be on the first unit or the you know who's gonna start? Who's gonna be in the second unit and so forth? So there, there's so many questions there. But maybe it's just hey, take best player available that you can maybe trade and package down the line if they've you know got again that type of potential. So this is just super high ceiling kid here uh, who can do a lot. Um, I've seen him kind of score in so many ways, and you know he can put the ball on the floor, he can shoot, and uh, his game is really smooth. Like he's just uh, a really really smooth player, and you know. Obviously, playing in, um, you know, in the league down there in Australia, uh, the NBL, you know, you're going up against grown men, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't like he wasn't playing grown men because he played the Olympics, obviously, um, and, and played for France. But it's that professional experience, I think, against going up against guys that are legit former NBA guys, or yeah, guys that have played in Europe, or you name it, and getting that year under your belt to just really train and, and uh, perfect your crap against. Well, I'm say the best of the best, right? Because that's like, you know, NBA, ACB, and then probably mm-hmm. <laughs> the NBL. But, uh, you know, sure, beat's probably going to D1. Um, So good on him for, for doing that. And, yeah, again, I think this kid's got some upside. Like, you could put him and Malachi Brandon up against each other or even, like, Tari Easton or whatever. And it's like, you know, I think Tari Easton or... or or Malachi Branham will be better than Uzman Jang at like so many things, but mm-hmm. in three four years, can who knows what this kid could be? Like we, yeah, we I literally did. don't know, and that's the the scary part is you could develop him, mold him, uh, train him, and I don't know. I think the skill set and the size is what's super intriguing, and just how fluid his game is. It's like looking at somebody that's maybe six four, six five play. But he's actually six ten. Yeah, you know, obviously on the skinnier side needs to maybe bulk up it just a little. But aside from that, I think he's, um, I think he's an interesting prospect. And OKC again uh, with another pick in the lottery, yep. taking in the second skinniest guy. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> again, just add, barely adding to that uh, total weight there uh, of the team, but. Yeah, that's the uh the pick there. So moving on to number 13. Lucky 13. And yeah, and sorry, just to kind of put a pause here. Uh we can go to 15, I guess, if uh since Charlotte has that that pick as well. Just to round it off.
0: Yeah, you can do that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll just yeah, we'll round it off at sure. 15. So Sure. Um so with the 13th pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Mark Williams. I think this is a bit of a no-brainer, just given how bad the Hornets need a big, how much they need defense. Jesus, oh my god! Like, if any team needed yep. some rim protection and defense, it's uh, it's Charlotte. I think he'll he pretty much serve that same role that he did, you know, at Duke. It's like I'm gonna give the rest of the team a bit of a release valve with. The rim protection I can provide, so that they can go and do their thing, and then you know reward me on the other end. You know I think you will be a pick and roll threat with Lamelo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it just opens up the floor for someone like Miles Bridges, and uh, I'm not sure what the rest of the team might look like, just given how many rumors they've yep. been in, and who knows if they even make this trade because they want to yeah. they want to package this uh, these two and uh, Hayward apparently so. We'll see where that goes. But yeah, Mark Williams, uh I think he's like I mean, Fanspo says he's six ten, but I'm I'm pretty sure no, he's, he's like seven one. Like yeah. Yeah, he's like he's seven one with like a I think a seven foot wingspan or something like that. Something crazy. I,
0: he might be negative, yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah, but like but like but an it's like by an inch maybe yeah. or something like that. Like nothing crazy. And, and then he had like a standing reach of like nine. Nine,
0: nine yeah, something? it was it was something crazy. It was like nine Jeez, six
1: man. Yeah, like it's—he's basically, you know, what I mean, like touching the rim, standing. Yeah. You know, uh, so this guy will be again like just super lob threat. Like if you thought Jalen Duran and Dejounte Murray were gonna have fun running the pick and you roll, you get I think this guy. Th- this guy, Lamilla Ball, is gonna be just insane because you gotta remember, you gotta account for him with the ball. Mark Williams running at the rim, and then Miles Bridges, God knows where he's coming from, yeah. maybe even catching a lob or running to the corners for an easy three yep. and just getting defenders up in the air. And it from there, you know, you're two, three passes away from a wide open three and uh, they need those good looks. And with who they might get as a coach, which it's looking like D'Antoni because Atkinson uh, kind of flaked on them. I actually so,
0: liked, I actually like D'Antoni and, and uh, LaMelo. I, it would kind yeah. of make sense.
1: I, yeah, I think so too. I think it'll be a, a really good fit because you know he'll unlock the best parts, you know, of you and uh, really get the most out of you as a guard. And uh, although they yeah,
0: they, they pretty much let ball do anything, even the last two seasons. Like it was never slow down, look for the right man, just get the ball and run, right? Like yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know how much of that is gonna change, but yeah. I yeah, think it's I, like, don't, so I don't. I don't think
1: fun. it's gonna change as much, and I don't like that. You know, they didn't kind of. Kind of reel him in a bit and tell him like, okay, you can do this, just not all the time, kind of thing. But what do you say to a guy who's, you know what I mean, like the you know, third overall pick and you know, all star in, in year or two and mm-hmm. all these things, and has a hundred million dollar sneaker deal outside outside of basketball? So absolutely not a lot you can tell that guy. But I think D'Antonio will be a good fit for him, good fit for the team, the offense. They'll play really fast, up tempo. And yeah, I think Sean is really trying to find some cap space for, for Miles. Mm-hmm. And they're probably kicking themselves because he didn't take four for eighty like they offered. Yep. And now they gotta pay up, put their money where their mouth is. So you know, it is what it is. So moving on to the fourteenth pick. Uh so with the fourteenth pick in the twenty twenty two NBA draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers select. Malachi Branham. So, okay. Cavs go Malachi Branham here. I again, I really like. I like Branham. I think he kind of reminds me of a of a Chris Middleton. Just his game, like the way he plays, kind of just like stylistically, just the way he kind of it. The way he looks on the court is kind of like Chris Middleton. He's got like. This crazy release, like, I, I don't know if my eyes are playing tricks on me or if his release is, like, that quick. But yeah. I feel like he get he gets, he gets into his shot so fast. Mm-hmm. And when he gets into his shot, like, he just lets it go. And, you know, just being, again, a freshman, uh, I, I just think, again, this guy probably had a bit too, uh, a bit of a load here on offense to, to carry, just given, you know, I think it's just, it was what just him and EJ Liddell, and I, I. don't see a lot of creation from EJ Liddell. I just see yeah. more, you know, this guy, you know, maybe late in the shot clock having to probably create and do some things. Um, but yeah, he, he he showed me a few things, and I, I think being on a team where you've already got two young up and coming, like you know, one's an all star, one's a future all star mm-hmm. in um, in Evan Mobley and Darius Garland. That this guy would fit in seamlessly. And I think he would kind of compliment that lack of offensive production that they get from like an Isaac Okoro. I was just gonna say, right? And yeah. then the, and then where his defense lacks is where Okoro will probably step up. So I think that's a a. I mean, would you want a guy that's you know more or less a three and D? Yes, but uh, you don't get there until you you know work these kids to uh, to build those uh, good habits. And I think with with defense, a lot of it sometimes comes down to effort. They didn't show a lot of effort. This game. Kid... They're also
0: very good on defense already. And, the, I think and they there's a little bit thing. more scoring because Sexton exactly. isn't going to be back, right? And that's yeah, and that's, think...
1: another, and that's another thing. We don't know if Sexton's going to be back. We don't know if um, if this you know pick gets packaged or if they get another pick and maybe they don't want to take a shooting guard here. Uh, I you know I wanted to reserve somebody like an Ochai Agbaji to like more of a more of a, a team that's kind of like ready to go because he's like a mm. senior, I think. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, he can kind of come in right away. But yeah, I think again, Malachi is a, a good fit here. Again, they'll get a little bit of that offensive punch. Probably off the bench, who knows? You know, Maybe he'll, he'll be good to knock down a couple of shots here and here and there. And I think he'll be a good fit for this team.
0: I like that too, yeah.
1: Yeah. Awesome. So uh, with the... Yeah, so that round actually, yeah, that. Uh, oh, sorry, I clicked. Uh, I clicked. Uh, <laughs> I clicked. 14 picks for the lottery. So, uh, I guess we're gonna, just gonna have to imagine that uh, we probably take what Jeremy Sohan, Sochan or Sohan yeah, sure. <laughs> with the with the 15th pick for uh, uh, for the Hornets. Either that or Ochag baji one of the two. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my uh, my uh, my picks. So uh, I I have it in front of me. I'm looking at it now. Not a lot of regrets. Keegan F4, Jaden F5 might be a bit of a interesting one, but I think for the most part this looks pretty, pretty good.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So, let me see how many we got of the same pick. One, two, three, four, five, six. So six of fifteen we actually had the same thinking.
1: And at the same spot too, right? Really. Like
0: just. Same spot. Same spot. Same team. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had. Wow. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, I was gonna say which ones were which ones were different. Let's okay,
0: there. so Jabari Smith, I had, like I said, I had him going first. Um, I had Czech going second. Uh, the comparisons to Bakashevsky, but I think he's just a much better prospect. Man, just just gamble on him. I think he's gonna be a pretty good player. Um, third, I had Ben Caro going to Houston. I think with the Wood trade, it makes sense to take him there. Uh, I think if they kept on kept Wood. Um, I think that they would have gone with either uh, Matherin or AJ Griffin. So those are my first three picks. So identical to yours. Plus also Houston. Let's not forget uh, Sengun, um, Garuba, um, Josh, uh, Chris, Josh Christopher, whatever. Josh yeah. Christoph- Josh Christopher, yep. yeah. Josh Christopher. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Christopher. Um, fourth pick. Sacramento had uh, Benedict Matherin going there. Um can play multiple positions exciting player like i said davion mitchell not sure if he's going to start next season what's going to happen wouldn't be surprised if they took someone here who's projected to go in the second round with the way that they do things um but i have Matherin going there uh detroit Jaden ivy i think pairing him up i wasn't a fan of pairing him up with cunningham in the backcourt but i think cunningham is a good enough defender i I believe that if you have a, a smaller backcourt, two guys who can kind of handle the ball, one of them has to be a good, a good defender. And I think Cunningham is a good defender. I think it's worth for Golden State very well with Clay being the good defender and Curry being the shooter. Yeah, it hasn't really worked well. For, I mean, I mean, I don't want to say it hasn't worked really well for Portland, but you know they have two guys who can really score but can't really defend. So I actually like the pick of Jaden Ivey going to um, Detroit, uh, Indiana at six. I have Keegan Murray. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of question marks. Brogdon, Turner, uh, possibly on his way out. Let's not forget they have TJ Warren there as well. I think getting Keegan Murray and uh, Halliburton, it's kind of the the team's going into a new direction. Um, But I think at the same time, they can take a lot of different guys here. They could go with Sharp, Griffin, whatever the case may be. I just like Keegan Murray um, at that spot for Indiana. Um,
1: yeah, that's that's actually a bit, I think a better fit than what I had for, for Keegan at Sacramento, but
0: I mean yeah. like they have they have spots everywhere for starters, right? Because I'm willing to get true. a pencil in Halliburton as a, as a starter for next season. I don't know oh, what, no. what's gonna happen with the rest of the roster.
1: One hundred percent. One hundred percent I think Halliburton's gonna start.
0: That's that, and mean. that's pretty much the only guy. Like I we don't know. Yeah. And this could all be a smokescreen. Like the Turner stuff could be a smokescreen smoke screen because they said the same thing last season that they were gonna True. you know that they were looking to trade him and they kept him. Brogdon, True. I'm actually shocked that they kept because I think they could have got a nice haul for him.
1: I know. Now, a two way, two way point less. guard. Yep. A lot of now teams would get... want that. Oh one hundred percent. And I think they're gonna get less now. So
0: And if I'm Boston, I'd be on Let's the phone see. with them. Oh, for sure. Because Boston sure. Th- you need you need a point guard who can bring up the ball. You can't have Marcus Smart. Like, watching the fourth quarter against the Golden State Warriors, I'm like, you know what? They're probably going to have a turnover here. And the next play, they're probably going to have a turnover here as well. Like, it's just, you need a guy who's comfortable handling the ball. It's great that you have three guys who can do it, but, man, when all the chips are on the table, you need need someone who's not going to commit turnovers.
1: Yep. And, honestly, there's a lot of times where that ill-advised shot or three or Whatever, like we would see that from time to time from Marcus Smart and it's like it's like damn man, like <laughs> you yeah. might you might put them in a hole by yourself. Yeah. Like that's how, how bad you might be playing. And you're right, it could be a turnover, it could be a bad shot. Uh so many things and I think Brogdon would limit that as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Plus when healthy and when available, does play defense, um, and can do so much more to unlock, you know, a Jalen Brown and uh, and a Jason Tatum. So
0: mm-hmm sure um seven i had aj griffin going to portland as well i wouldn't be surprised if they go international here because they hired that scout right yes right
1: the, the i forget his is, name but yeah i do too right.
0: he's he's great his stuff is so good so detailed yeah. wouldn't be surprised if it's um uh,
1: schmitz right like, schmitz uh, yes yeah mike schmitz okay mike yeah, schmitz, yeah, schmitz yeah,
0: yes yeah, yeah so i wouldn't be surprised if it's when I say international, I'm, I include Canada in that as well. But like, if it's Sharp or Daniels or someone else, like I mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if they go international here. Just because he already has like a background in that and guy knows what he's talking about. He's really good at what he does. Um, wouldn't be surprised, but I would go with maybe AJ Griffin here. Mm-hmm. Um, eight, New Orleans, I have Shaden Sharp. Uh, Sharp and, and Zion, I think that would be fun to watch. Um, San Antonio, eight, I have Dyson Daniels. Again, very good defensively. Now that you mention it, they are very guard-heavy, which I completely forgot. Maybe I would change that, but for now, I'll have them there. They're they're also known for drafting, at least earlier, a lot of international players. um, Ginobili, Parker, and all those guys, etc. Bino Woodrick, whatever. Um, Washington, I have number 10, so Mark Williams. Um, I think Hachimura's been a bit of a miss. Gafford, I think they were expecting bigger and better things from last season. Right. Didn't really get that. But I could see them going with a guard, small forward, if Beal does leave. Although I don't think he's going to get traded by Thursday night. But, um, yeah, so I have Mark Williams there. Although that picks kind of, like, up in the air. Like, I think they could go many different ways.
1: Oh, my God. They, they really could. They yeah. really could.
0: There's, yeah, there's a lot of holes in the team, right? Like, apart from Beal... I mean, and it feels like the media is kind of pushing them out of Washington, which I don't think is fair. Because, man, like we criticize guys when they want out and this guy wants to stay here. And they're like, are you sure you don't want to leave? Like, yeah, you're man, damned if that. you do, do And they did that same thing with Dame. I hate that. Yeah, they're
1: like, oh, you, you loser. You want to stay? Yeah. Like, why don't you go win championships? Then when you yeah. win the championship, they're going to be like, oh, you freaking ring You chaser. sold out. Like, yeah, you sold yeah, out, you sold out. <laughs> Yeah, you
0: um, 11, Knicks, uh, Johnny Davis. I had him going there as well.
1: Amazing.
0: I, I think that would be a great pick for for um for the Knicks. Uh, I think it Famer. would take some pressure off RJ as well. We'll see if Randall is still there. Um Mitchell Robinson, I'm not. I'm just meh on him. Um yeah, we'll we'll see what happens, but I think that that would be the best pick. If he's available, I would take him there. Um OKC, okay, I'll have Malachi Brenham there. Like you okay. said, honestly, there's so many different ways you can go. He's like a shooting our small forward. Just kind of took him there. There's no real, I don't know if there's a real explanation there as to why. Um, although I could have had him, my favorite player in this draft, um, Williams from uh, Santa Clara. I can't believe I didn't have him, but I could have had him hey, the as well.
1: Hey, James. Yeah. I, I think this, like, if we went a little bit further into the draft, like, Even at, like, 14, like, I probably could have just went Jalen Williams. I I think he could
0: be a riser, to tell you the truth. I think he's one of the guys guys who can be a big-time riser in this draft. Man, all it takes is one team to fall in love with you, and you can go from 23rd to 9 just like that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Charlotte at 13, I had um, Jalen Durant. I'm not very high on him. I, I just think that there's a lot of guys in the league who possess the same type of stuff that he does. Undersized guys who can run the floor, dunk, can alter some shots. Not too high on him, but I can see why Charlotte could maybe take a guy like that here. Um, Cleveland, uh, Terry Eason. So I had Cleveland taking him there. Again, um, Okoro hasn't really worked out. A lot of injuries. Sexton is probably not going to be on the team. Um, they do have the guy that they got from Pacers. His name just escapes me now. Uh, Lavert. So they got curious there. Probably slide. I guess the shooting guard, maybe Eason starts. But he, if they do draft him, I think he would play. He would, 15, 20 minutes at least. Um, 15 Charlotte. I have Ogbi um, going there. Um, that's yeah. that's my last pick. He's fallen a little bit. I know you've been following the draft, but like even in December, like he was a top five pick as well. I just think he had a poor tournament. I think in the final game, he was really bad. I, mean, I think he won the most outstanding player right
1: Uh, yeah, yeah I, I think
0: it was him and he was like 6-19 or something
1: yeah I, I, I can see why like this kind of pick would make sense because like they need that type of defense mm-hmm. and maybe that maturity as well because like, yeah. he's a four year player yeah. yeah and I think he can he'll, he'll probably have so many open shots just playing on that team and I think they kind of regret that uh, the pick with Booknight I think they regret that pick a bit so
0: they yeah, Booknight didn't kinda... play a lot of, at all last year. But no. I thought he had some glimpses where he was like twelve points in like ten minutes. I was like, okay, well that's yeah. Like he, good.
1: he could he could score in spurts, and I think a lot of that was just maybe him just trying to show as much as he can before he gets benched because yeah. he, he knows he wasn't playing yeah. much. And I think that's one of the reasons why Borrego got, got let go. Is like he wasn't playing the young guys. Yeah. So, You know what I mean? Uh, we'll see if that changes and if maybe we we change our tune on uh, on Booknight, but. Yeah, I don't think it it hurts to just have uh, you know to have wings there, and yeah, Absolutely. just keep keep building around Lamelo and see what you can get.
0: Any uh, anything to say about my pick or
1: picks? Uh, no, no. I think I think your picks were pretty solid. I mean, we we got you know six out of fifteen that were pretty much in the same spots. So uh, I think with one. One, I think one pick can just throw your whole thing off, and mm-hmm. for me, yeah. that was kind of like Keegan going four is kind of what set my my thing off a bit. Uh, but yeah, I think I think for the most part, like we're higher on some guys than 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 others, and absolutely, uh, and we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see we'll see how it pans out on Thursday. I think a lot of trades will probably happen, and teams will not look the same.
0: Yeah, I was so, I was reading some stuff today actually before we got on that they're saying don't be surprised if it's a very busy Thursday.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, with already... with a
0: lot of teams having multiple picks, I can see why.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, team, yeah, teams are going to want to move up, move down, and uh, we've already seen Christian Wood get traded. We've seen Jermichael Green get traded mm-hmm. uh, for the you know for the thirtieth pick, uh, and, and anyway, there's other things involved in that, but just not just just the players and picks, but. Uh, yeah, so it's already kinda of been a little bit busy, you know, there's rumors that Charlotte wants to clear cap space, LA yep. wants to get rid of Russ, uh, the Knicks wanna move cap space for Jalen Brunson and so many other things, right? So there's like John Wall opted in as he should, right? Fifty million basically yep. like <laughs> like get your money, like what do you want me to say?
0: Yep. You know? Your fault uh, for paying me.
1: Hey, right? exactly. And yeah, outside of that you know, I'm hearing rumblings of like, you know, OJ I don't know, we may not be happy in Toronto. It could be bullshit. Could be true, we don't know.
0: You know what's funny? But... So so the rumored team was Portland. Portland okay. has seven. AJ yeah. Griffin is Adrian Griffin's son, right?
1: That's true. That is very true. And I
0: think Adrian Griffin is still on the on the team. But someone had left. I, I think I think he's still there though. So, you know what it is.
1: I think he's still there. It's just his name was floating around for interviews for like yeah. I think certain you're right. Jobs and they're still kind of figuring out. Like Utah, for example. I don't. They didn't. They didn't name. The, no, they haven't named anyone. No. Yeah, they haven't started their search yet. So, uh, so yeah, I think who knows? Like that. That could be. That could be it, right? Like maybe Toronto sends OG. I don't know if it's straight up for number seven. Or I
0: read. It's... I read seven and Josh Hart.
1: You know what that i think low-key you guys kind of win that trade
0: because josh hart can score and he can defend and we have no bench yeah.
1: and he's on a very good
0: contract yeah he's not making a lot no
1: no and i'm surprised he even he was one of the last people to get paid uh last off
0: season, it was like two two season seasons ago, that. I think.
1: yeah so he was like one of the last guys to uh to get paid surprisingly i don't know why and then uh I guess it's because he was restricted, and New Orleans was like, "We'll hold our breath. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if you can too." Uh, but yeah, no, that's actually not bad. I I, I I wouldn't mind seeing that.
0: That's from what I read, so I don't know. I assume.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um. Uh, do you one, wanna what, Do you wanna get into your? Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was gonna just ask. Uh, and this this will be like my, my last my last thing to to ask. What do you think it takes, uh, the Knicks to trade up to get Ivy? Like, what what would you put on the table to be like? This Sacramento cannot say no to this.
0: Um. So I don't. They wouldn't want Randall because they have Sabonis. Yep. Mitchell for sure. Uh, he is unrestricted. Is unrestricted, so, right?
1: Yeah. So we can't even, like, technically we could sign him today or something like that up until like the the free agency starts and then trade it. it's weird but there's a way you, you can do it but sorry go ahead
0: i think quickly for sure
1: okay
0: uh grimes um fournier probably okay but like something else would have to come back right so i don't know who you'd have to take on harrison barnes maybe
1: probably probably barnes and if i had to imagine i don't think this deal gets done if it's like a just them two kind of thing i think it, i think it has to be like three teams involved where like you i could honestly team. see even holmes
0: leaving because holmes had some issues last season
1: yes he has some legal trouble right yeah um i i heard somewhere the charges got dropped i don't know if that's just bs or if mm-hmm. i just read a bad article or not but um yeah that's that's actually a lot of money right there on its own just holmes and Barnes and uh, but all the players you mentioned, I think if you add them up, it probably totals up to be the same in that, like, 28 million-ish kind yeah, of range. Yeah,
0: because Fournier's on a lot, right?
1: Yeah, like 17, 18 or something like that. Yeah. Um, and the rest are on rookie deals. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, maybe those three and, and picks would get it done. M- my thinking is probably 11, the Mavs pick next year, are 23 or 24, maybe, unprotected. Mm-hmm. And maybe one more protected, and like Grimes, reddish, and like
0: yeah, you guys Randall, and
1: well. maybe they reroute Randall somewhere else for something.
0: I for can something see that, that too. Yeah, suits.
1: Yeah, or maybe even getting a third team involved. I heard uh, getting either Atlanta involved, getting I think Portland or another team involved. I can't remember. I think
0: Utah was one of them.
1: Yeah, or even Utah. So you know, we'll see kind of how that all works, because I think Atlanta wanted to move, like, I think it was Capella. Bogdanovich. Uh, I think it was Bogdanovich and Collins or something like that. And,
0: right, right. It was Collins, you're right. But they, yeah, uh, and, I think they also expressed moving Capella as well. Because they really have hurt. because they have Okongwu, right? Exactly. And, and Hunters. I want to see what those guys can do in the fall season. Healthy. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, I, I think Atlanta is definitely going to try to do some things. And then... I think that's going to put them one step closer to try to uh, make a run at maybe getting Gobert, but we'll see. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Um, Do you want to do your five sleepers?
1: Um, You know what's funny is I thought about this, and I'll rattle off some names as far as, like, my my sleepers. I know Jalen Williams is one uh, just because he had, again, a really good combine, and he Mm -hmm. really – stood out to a lot of GMs uh, as far as like being a really 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 good uh prospect like forty percent from the three I think seven foot one span six six or six seven prospect uh, who did a lot for Santa Clara, just really under the radar yep but uh yeah again a really good player and I think where he's getting mocked uh he's probably going in a second i'm I'm not mistaken i'm I'm just looking at I think they, they have him right higher now. now.
0: I oh, they have higher like, now? Yeah, and like the like the 17 to like 25. Oh, okay. Yeah. From what I've read.
1: Yeah, so aside from I would say Jalen uh Jalen Williams. Sorry, my daughter's like sque- had, screaming, She likes Jalen She likes Jalen yeah, Williams. Yeah, clearly, yeah, clearly she's a big <laughs> fan of of Jalen Williams. Um aside from him, um, I really like um I really like uh, Andrew Nemhard from Gonzaga. Not just because okay. he's Canadian, but he really he had a really he had a really good last two years. Like he played on two competitive uh, Gonzaga teams, albeit like not in like a prominent role. Because yeah. I think last year he backed up Suggs. This year he started, but I think he's somebody that can go in like the early second round. Raptors have the thirty third pick. I know they worked him out, so that's like mm-hmm. a, a dream pick there for him. Uh, senior, mature kid. Uh, yeah, he's a – I don't know, man. Something about him in the combine, man. He looked like the, the – like, when he played, he looked like the best player on the court. Mm-hmm. Like, he was just diming up the whole court, playing, like, at a pace that was just, like, slow, steady, methodical. And he made a lot of great passes, and just – his touch is just really, really good. Yeah. Uh, So that's one player that I really like. Um. This guy, I kind of was hoping he would stay back a bit, even though I was, like – praising this kid uh, Max Christie
0: something (laughs) tells me
1: this kid's work ethic is gonna like probably push him to be like a really good rotation player one day with like a pretty good shot and the ability to defend because he's got just a great frame Mm -hmm. Uh, he just needs to get bigger obviously I was hoping he kind of falls back and stays at Michigan State because I think he would have been been a smart decision oh my god he would have been amazing but then when you look at the 2023 draft it's like do you really want to you know end up in the second round again yeah. and waste a year. So who knows? So, um, yeah, so aside from that, uh, I would say those are my sleepers for the most part. I kind of like Alondas Williams from Week Forest. Okay, yeah he's, yeah. he's like a big, strong point guard, mm-hmm. but he could play like the one, the two, maybe the three. But like, man, like his numbers are pretty good too. Like I, I, I'm trying to let me pull up his numbers. Uh, he put up... Yeah. Eighteen points, six rebounds, five assists. Like yeah. like that Wake Forest team was all him. Six yep. five, two ten. Uh he's a senior, so he's a bit older, so that's why I think he's gonna like fall a bit in the draft. But aside from that, like I, I kinda like Alondas Williams. So for me it's uh it'd be about those four guys that are the ones that kinda really stand out to me. And uh yeah, that's that's kinda those are my uh my sleepers, but there's still some other guys out there that I think will, they'll, uh, they'll fall a bit and they'll go late first and still be really good.
0: Let me see what I have written down here. So I have, I picked five and then I have like three guys who are like kind of intriguing. I'm going to go quickly. Isaiah Mobley. I'm, look, I think Cavs have 39th. If he's there. Okay. Pairing up with Evan. Not saying he's going to start, but just, you know, brothers again playing together. Mm-hmm. Solid player. I think he's a little bit older as well. I think he's yeah, really definitely good. Old. Yeah, he's definitely older than him. Yeah. Um, Christian Coluco, Arizona.
1: Yeah, that's a really good player too.
0: So, one thing that I've noticed about Arizona, they played to, like, their entire starting five strengths. So, Matherin just kind of ran around cutter. Coluco... He can block shots. Okay, well, we're gonna send him in the post. Whoever comes in, everyone just push. The guy with the ball towards him, changes the shot. Really like that. Christian Brown from Kansas. Pat Connington. Oh my God. Um, athletic. This athletic kid. as as and hell. He's a shooter too. He can like. pa- yeah, he can he can pass as well. Mm-hmm. Um, nine games with five plus assists, which is pretty good. Um, Talon Talenter- Terry from Arizona. From Arizona Six yep. seven point guard shooting guard. Again, Arizona just kind of sticks to whatever their guys are kind of good at this season and, and it yep. worked for them. So um he's an improved shooter, 36 from 3 this season. Very wiry though, 6'7" 195, so he's going to need to bulk yeah. up a lot.
1: Yeah, I was going to just say that is like he he needs to he needs to get the, hit, hit the weight room and uh yep. and get bigger and and stronger, but his, uh, his 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 athleticism and even just his attitude, like do you hear what he said about like if he was to like slip in the draft or something, he said something along the lines of like uh, the teams are gonna regret not taking me or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, you know, I kind of enjoy when I hear things like that because it's like, okay, this guy thinks highly of himself, but it's like, but from what we've seen, like it looks like he could probably you know, you know, he could he could back that up with uh, mm-hmm. you know with his play. So uh, I'm excited to see what he could do and maybe where he might land because you got to remember when these guys go. You know, between like twenty and thirty, they're going. They're going to establish teams, and they yeah. yeah. the got teams who made the playoffs. Teams who made deep runs. Exactly, they got to fight just as hard as the guys that are going in like the second round, absolutely, to uh, carve out a spot, carve out minutes, and, and, and beat a guy out for the job. But sometimes there's a guy that just kind of sneaks through the cracks, and mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe maybe Dylan Terry's that guy who, uh, you know, by by. By luck, just ends up in a situation where the guy ahead of him is probably on the way out, and they elevate him and say, "Hey, we've seen you play, and we think you're ready, so you know you're going to get more minutes." So, Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, benefit from that.
0: The fifth guy that I have is John Butler um, from Florida State. Seven one four. Super lanky. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> he can shoot. Yep. But
1: crazy lanky and. Yep. Uh, you know I think he could obviously uh, bulk up. So many guys I need to bulk up. My yeah. God. uh but yeah good pick here i I actually like this guy um seen a little bit of his uh of his highlights there i didn't really dive deep into like uh some of that game film per se but from what i saw he he shoots man he's a shooter he stretches the floor um you know i I think something somebody like him he was he was a decent shot blocker if i I remember uh
0: 2.4 blocks per 40 minutes
1: yeah so I think there's something there, and again, he's a sleeper for a reason, but um, I know people that are pretty high on him, and uh, again, who knows where he'll uh, end up, whether he you know flames out or carves out a nice uh, yep. niche for himself, but yep. there's always going to be those guys that are like not exactly end of the bench, but they do get minutes, and I'm hoping he gets more, and obviously like I, I want to see him play and, and do well because it's always interesting to see a guy like that big, that tall with that kind of shot yeah, and what that can do to a defense. Yeah, and, uh, yeah who knows? Who knows where, uh, where he'll land, but I think it'll, be, uh, it'll and be good luck either way. Three
0: guys that I'm kind of intrigued with. Um, Daron Sebrun from North Carolina State. Kind of curious to see where he kind of goes and ends up. Mm-hmm. Um, Scotty Pippen Jr. and okay. Jabari Walker from Colorado. Nice. Those are the two guys. And Walker Kessler uh, intrigues me a little bit too. Following North Carolina, he was on the team, you know, mm-hmm. two years ago, and then now he went to Auburn. It's like defensive player of the year or something like that. So he's decent too. But those are the kind of guys, Scotty Pippen Jr. Like some of his stuff, like he gets to sort of the free throw line a lot, man. Two hundred sixty nine yeah. free throw attempts. He led the nation. Yeah.
1: And he improved a lot from last year, did he not? Like I feel like that was yeah, that was something that was you know, yeah. he took a bit of a leap. So he took he a bit did. of
0: a leap, but like his shooting percentages were not very good.
1: Yeah, and. I, and Probably probably a volume thing.
0: Yeah, like, for sure. Playing for Vanderbilt, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah, offense.
1: No, no, no offense. Hey, the, they're, uh, they, they lost a couple guys over the years, but I don't think they... Uh, I think he was their marquee guy, I guess, this year. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, I like the rest of the picks, too. Um, Darion Seaborn, I have to uh, definitely check out and see yeah. uh, more of, of course. But... Uh, that looks like a good pick there. I think he is. I think Tankatan has him going like late second round, but you never know. Mm-hmm. You, li- you literally never know. So it's going to be know. a fun one. Um, oh, for sure. Like I for said,
0: sure. said to Yusuf off the off the air. I'm not that excited about this draft, but I'm like at a six out of ten. But there's always stuff that's going to make you fall off off your couch. Guys would take get taken fifteenth who were going to go undrafted and stuff like that so i can't wait to see who that first with that first guy to kind of That's drop a shocker.
1: is. shocker yeah 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 we'll see man uh again like even going back to like uh when Jalen brown got picked like nobody really saw that one coming i guess as you know uh like i really didn't see it i understood it but i didn't see it coming it kind of took me by surprise so hmm. uh we'll see we'll see you know i think last year uh was it giddy yeah.
0: I, don't, I think was
1: like 6th. I think so. Yeah. Something so, like that, yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, I, I'm hoping uh, it'll be an interesting one, so I'm uh yeah, I'm excited. Can't can't wait.
0: Any final thoughts? Anything else to say?
1: Um No, not really. I mean, I'm I'm just really uh really hoping to see some trades, see some uh, over or
0: under uh, six and a half trades. Oh,
1: man, actually land on a good number. Uh, is this including what's already happened or just no, no, like, no, draft day? No, no, no.
0: Just draft, draft night. Draft day. Draft
1: night? Oh, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under. Under, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I only say that because, like, if you were to include the previous two, and I was just banking on, like, four trades to happen, or like, yeah. five, yeah, then I'd for sure take over.
0: I'll take the over. Uh, then. Yeah. I,
1: who knows? We'll see, right? Because, like, what if you get, like, one big trade? Yeah. And that's, like, the majority of it, right? Like, and that know, sets
0: like, off everything else.
1: Yeah, and then you never know, domino effect after that, right? Like teams get like antsy and then now they, they feel like they need to trade.
0: Or have Absolutely. To. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, Yusuf, thank you for coming by. Um, Anytime, appreciate man. the time. Time Anytime. flies when you're having fun. I know, right? <laughs> um, really, thank you for coming by. And uh, yeah, this podcast will um, be available on Anchor FM, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast and Spotify. So remember to listen, remember to rate the podcast. Once again, I'd like to thank you for dropping by. Always appreciate his wisdom and his takes. And I, yeah, I think we did pretty well on today's podcast. Thank you guys and take care.